Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brenna McCullough and Matt Basta. How have you been, Matt Basta? It's been a hot minute since we talked to you. You say my full name. Yeah, um, full name's just weird. Well, I... It's very yeah, formal. I say Brendan McCullough and my full name. Um, I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, um, we're all still locked in our homes, mostly. Uh, well, the, the, the people that aren't. Assholes, droves, or whatever. But, oh, sure. You know, yeah. <laughs> and otherwise, like, um, just plugging away, uh, working on Pinecast, and um, you know that sort of thing. Hell yeah! I'm glad to hear that. And Bran, how have you been? Uh, I've been conscious for about ten minutes now, and I already had cheesecake, so I'm doing pretty good. Cheesecake. Oh man, what a great way to start the day. Yeah. Best part of waking up is just your daily dose of sugar in the first five minutes. Best part of waking up is cheesecake in your gut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we're going to start this episode. Uh, but no, that's the thing. This is a video game podcast for anybody new. Uh, Basta, I feel like you're notorious for not being much of a gamer. <laughs> and I why do hear, we have you on it? I want to hear what... I don't know why you would think something like that. <laughs> it's a joke. But no, uh, what have you been playing these days? Or is there any kind of life updates we want to dive into before we get into that? You, you kind of steer the ship. Um, let's see. So thing, video games that I've been playing after the last time I was on, I, I, I opened up Google play and I was like, all right, I'm going to download some shit. And I downloaded a, a few different games. Um, let me see if I still have, nope, I, I uninstalled all of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what, well, I see. God well, damn it. I, well, I got a, I got a few different ones. Um, I was still on that like tower defense kick. Um, there was one. Which was interesting. It was like, what is it? Uh, like a, a dig and rig? Um, you guys remember what? that? Excuse me? Yeah, but, wait, um, what was that title? Dig and rig? Oh, dig, dig and rig. rig. Okay, uh, no. Um, it, it's sort of like um, you need to dig underground. Uh, it, it's this vertically scrolling map. Uh, and the idea is you can only go down. You can't go back up. Um, and there's like six, maybe eight tiles across. And you have to dig through them in a pattern and then on the tiles that you don't dig through you can put down um like tower defense units um it's basically like a vertical tower defense game the enemies come up from the bottom and um oh, it's like dig dug yeah it's like dig dug um eh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was it was fun while i was winning and then i wasn't winning anymore and i was like okay now it's just hard and like it's sort of a timer farming game where like you can only play so many times in an hour or whatever. Um, whoever fucking comes up with this shit where it's like you have to pay to keep playing, you're you're just stupid. Yeah. I understand the like burning short-term need to capitalize on the people that will actually pay that bullshit, but I'm far more likely to spend money on your shit when I, you're not preventing me from playing. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so infuriating. It's, it's, it's like the worst dark pattern. Just let's collectively as a society decide that this is bad and we are just never going to do it again. Um, I got really frustrated with it. it. It also had like these limited finite resources, which like do not regenerate when you replay levels. And that was sort of frustrating. Um, it just wasn't a good game. I don't even remember the fucking name of it. So I mean, it's months ago at this point. Yeah, um, no worries. The game that stuck with me. Um, and I have lots to say about this. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's called Random Dice. Uh -huh. um, you may have seen ads for it, perhaps. I, I, so the whole the whole premise behind this was I was going to download 
the games that are advertised to you annoyingly on on like Twitter or <laughs> Instagram, lean into those and then play ads. it and then tell you why it's a shit game that you don't need to pay attention to. Um, and so I downloaded Random Dice because I'm like, oh, this seems like an interesting game that's going to turn out to be shit. And let me give you the Fuck premise. Am I looking at? So you've got what is it? Six six dice um, in your set. You 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 start the game with like the six most basic dice. Each of the dice has some sort of property. So there's like an electric dice which electrocutes the the first enemy in the tower defense, and then like the and three enemies behind it. Um, there's a, a poison dice which. Um, poisons the the lead enemy in the tower defense and they take poison damage over time um that sort of thing okay now the tower defense is like a straight line there's no obstacles there's no wiggly path or anything um but what you do is the game starts and you have 100 points and it, it costs 10 points to put down a dice on your board so you put down a dice it places it and then that dice starts periodically firing right like a tower defense unit yeah um the next dice costs 20 points so you can put down another one, another one, another one. It gets up to 40 points, and you've used all 100 of your points. So you've got four, four dice on the board. Each of them are doing different things. The dice that you get are random from the six dice or whatever that you have in your set. Hold on. The, the cat is trying to steal. <laughs> hey, Minerva! Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. Get, that darn kid. Gonna get. Get. Actually, can we have the cat on the program? <laughs> Max, le- Max left an unattended bacon sandwich on the table. I mean, um, that's oh, his fault. Yeah. That was your first very, mistake. Very well, it's, bold. it's funny that this is actually happening with your cat, because my cat was fixated on something earlier today, too, and my wife was like, what's going on? And it turned out there was a mouse hiding in our radiator, and... Oh. I oh. I was we're like how do we get this mouse out of the house without like the cat just like sicking the cat on it and I did grab like a large plastic cup uh pulled the radiator cover off and uh co- coerced the mouse into the cup put a a coaster over the top and then took him outside and threw him over the fence so it was a humane way of getting rid of a pest but yeah I hope he doesn't come right back into our house <laughs> Jesus it's a humane way of taking a small animal and just hugging it over a fence. Basically, it's a message to him to be like, "Hey, and stay out," because <laughs> uh, yeah, we've I yeah I hate having pest problems in the winter. It's that time of year again, people setting what's the mouse win- traps. What's winter? What is this word you speak? Oh God, you lucky bastard! And <laughs> no idea what that is. But continue, anyway. Basta. Yes. Yeah. So you've you, you've got this tower defensey sort of thing. Um, you keep putting down dice until your board is filled. Um, and then what you can do is, uh, if you have two identical dice, um, each of the dice have a number on them. If if you drag them on top of each other, they combine, um, and they have a random chance of either upgrading into uh, the next level of the same type of dice. So if you drag two one-dot uh, electric dice onto each other, they become a two-dot electric dice, or um, it becomes a two-dot something else. Um, what? So if if you have uh, two dice, each of them are one dot, you combine them together, uh, they're the same color, and then they become uh, a, a two dot dice instead. Uh, basically, you, you combine your dice, uh, and they, they upgrade to the next number. Regardless of status. Okay. Or, like, effect it does. Yeah, and so the idea is, 
if you have two one-dot dice, they combine into a two-dot dice. And that does the same amount of damage, right? Like, the, the number of dots is the, the amount of, like, damage over time that it's doing. Yeah. But if you combine two-dot dice together, they become three-dot dice, not four-dot dice. So you're actually losing one dot worth of firing power by combining them together. Right. So there's this element of, like, you have to sort of regress your board a little bit um, to, uh, to, like, make space. Um, but also to actually improve the dice, right? Like you, f- you physically run up against a barrier of like you're out of room or uh, you have too many of one type of dice and not enough of another. Uh, and so you, there's a little bit of strategy. It's a little like building a Hearthstone deck in that like you have to sort of have this balance of support dice versus attack dice or, you know, dev- dice that work together. The set that I have built, which works pretty good, um, I have these sword dice which attack uh, for a percentage of total health, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, growth dice. And what a growth dice does is when it appears, it after a certain amount of time, it automatically just upgrades itself to the next dot number. So if you put it down and it's a one dot, after like 15 seconds or something, it becomes two dot. But it will either randomly change to one of your other dice type, or it'll stay growth dice um, and con- continue upgrading itself. Um, that's really awesome because it's like a free little upgrade that you get anytime you get one of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The downside is there's a cap on the number of dots a dice can have. And so if you get to the cap and it's still a growth dice, you, you're sort of fucked. Yeah, it's um, pointless. I won't get into the details about how you can like get around that. And there's like weird tricky things that you can do, but like it's, it's still a pain in the ass. Ooh, bastard um, with the pro strats. I know. I've got lots of pro strats. Um, From random got, dice. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this one dice. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't attack. Um, what it does is it slows down the dice on your opponent's side um, with the same dot number. So if you have a two dot s- slowing down dice, I don't know what the name of it is. Um, all of your opponent's dice that are two dot will be slowed down by like some percentage, 5% or whatever. Um, I have uh, iron dice, which are very tanky. They're slow, but they do a lot of damage. I have um, wind dice, uh, which fire like fairly slowly, but then for a period of like 30 seconds proportional to the level, um, they will do like a burst real fast. Um, which is very powerful. Um, I'm probably forgetting something. Um, in any case, it, it's it's quite fun. When I first started, uh, I quickly progressed from level one to like level four. And then I hit this wall where the game seemed like it was intentionally matching me with people that were too high of a level in order to get me to fail and then Bye. invest in, yeah. Yeah. Which is like very annoying. Um, I honestly don't understand how the matching algorithm works because I consistently get matched with people that are like one level above me. So if I like right now I'm level seven, I'll get level eight people being matched with me. I never see people that are level six being matched with me while I'm level seven. And so I was on this like conspiracy kick for about two weeks where I just thought that this game was intentionally trying to fuck me over. Um, I didn't think it was possible to like progress without spending money. And then it just sort of stopped. And I don't know if they like changed it and they like did an A-B test and realized like, oh, we can actually get people to like keep playing our fucking game if nope. we just like don't They're make like, it hard. He's on to us. <laughs> yeah. Some, I, I, I genuinely don't know like what the fuck is happening. Um, but it, it got better and I started progressing again with uh, without spending money. So 
good. Um, but then it, something weird happened. The game just stopped opening. First, wow. I did this for Max. So Max started playing this, and he got really into it. Um, he's like level 15 or something, which is bullshit. Uh, <laughs> which he is plays bullshit. A lot, yeah. <laughs> um, a bitter resentment there. He plays more than you. <laughs> bullshit. Listen, yeah. I have a job, okay? Um, <laughs> wow. Okay, throwing that on. <laughs> this the game's game, really turned into a monster pass. <laughs> the game, I know. The, the game stopped loading for him. Um, and like for about a week, it just wouldn't open. And he's like trying to like force clear the cache and like delete app data and reinstall it. And then it just magically started working again. Um, and then I was like, that was weird. And then sure enough, maybe a week or two later, it starts doing it for me. And it stopped working for like almost a month. Huh. Um, I thought it coincided with the release of Android 11. Right. Um, and looking online, it seems like a bunch of other people had a similar problem when they upgraded to Android 11, but it didn't feel like the sort of thing that Android 11 would cause. Um, I don't know, just as an engineer, it, it seemed very suspicious. Anyway, it magically started working again one day, like completely out of the blue. I was like, oh, they must have updated something and fixed the bug. And so I got a solid week of of playing the game in. I've been pleased. It's a great time waster. Um I mostly do the co-op mode, which is uh, instead of sort of competing with each other, um, you work together on a single line of enemies. Um, it's randomly matched with a real person over the internet, believe it or not. <clears throat> um, and it's good. I, I enjoy it. I quite like it. Uh, and then it stopped working again, uh, like <laughs> two days ago. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why it's it, the the app starts loading it shows this little progress bar it gets like four percent and it crashes um so um the game developer 111 percent please please fix this yes <laughs> what the fuck um it's just it's just really fucking annoying it, i think it's a good game um it, it it has a high learning curve um it, it's a very steep learning curve because the concept is sort of wild and they don't do a good job of explaining what's going on in the game. You sort of just have to pick it up um, as you go. And you'll make a lot of mistakes and you'll lose a lot. Um, and it kind of sucks. And they really, really, really aggressively push you to spend money. Um, but you don't have to watch ads. And uh, it's probably like one of the best uh, non-campaign uh free games I've ever downloaded onto my phone when it fucking works. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Good recommendation. So you have been gaming. Very cool. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. So those annoying Facebook ads actually work. <laughs> I don't have Facebook. So it was an Instagram ad. Uh, um, gotcha. Yeah, same thing. So one other thing, um, this is last week. So this is very recent. I got a Google Stadia. Um, oh no way! I really don't understand well, anything about it. Bring me up to here's speed. Why. Here's here's why. I opened YouTube and YouTube pops up and says, "Thank you for being a YouTube Premium customer. As a thank you, we're giving you a free Google Stadia." And I was like, "Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's the fucking catch here?" Um, They're wow. not selling. That's the catch. Yeah. Oh, well, clearly. <laughs> yikes! And so I was like, "I'm not going to say no to that, right?" So I order it. They send me a, a a free Chromecast Ultra, which is the 4K version, which is like, well, Ooh. it was 80 bucks or whatever. Um, and they send me a Google Stadia. So uh, it arrives in the mail 
I plug it in. Um, the only difference, as I, as far as I can tell, with the Chromecast Ultra is it has an Ethernet port. <laughs> um, it's the same Chromecast. I cannot tell the difference in terms of quality or speed. Um, well, do you have like a 4K TV that you would notice it? Not really, but <laughs> I mean, even if I did, I don't know if I would notice it. Like, I don't know if I actually have any services which would stream 4K to me. So, right, sports that's the only one I know. I, I don't watch sports though, I'm a nerd. So, yeah. I like, I just don't know what I would get for like Twitch, maybe. I who the fuck knows? You want to see every porn Markiplier's face? Oh man, I was gonna say, people stream in 4K, that's got to be really no, I yeah, can't. That's insane. I think you can. That. You can, but why? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I set up the Stadia, and the first thing that struck me is there's, like, no fucking games. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. why they're not selling. They've got, like, four Hitman games, or, like, one that you can play, and then, like, three that you can pre-order or something. Um, they've got PUBG. They've got... Uh, it's just, like, this smattering of games that I'm not interested in and then there's a bunch of like what appear to be indie titles like there's this puzzle game there's this hide and seek game i tried playing the hide and seek game and there is no instructions whatsoever and the controls are not well explained and they don't tell you what you're trying to do um and like the premise is that you're playing hide and seek with like your little brother um and you just suddenly appear in this magical fucking bug world like you're like a tiny little bug or something. There's grass everywhere, like a bug like world. a bug's life or the movie Ants from the, the early 2000s. No, don't. No, don't bring and, that one up. <laughs> that one's yeah, Ants is the bad one. Yeah. You're just like fucking wandering around and like every now and then your brother just like fucking jumps out and, and scares you. But like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, <laughs> so, I'm supposed to be hiding. Fucking where? <laughs> I don't under or even remember what Stadia is. Is that VR of some... No, so okay. Google Stadia, the premise is you get a controller that connects over Wi-Fi to your Chromecast, and then you play games That's without right. a console. Okay. Um, so the game runs on Google servers somewhere, um, and <laughs> no one knows. your Chromecast <laughs> plays it over the internet. So it's actually streaming the game to you, but you're still playing it. It's I, I will say, it's really impressive. Um the performance and the low latency is kind of astounding. Um, I was a little shocked at like how well it worked because I was expecting, you know, like even a hundred millisecond delay on controls. This is a hundred milliseconds out and then a hundred milliseconds back. So a quarter of a second later, you finally see the, the reserve of your input. It's surprisingly good, but you do get dropped frames. Okay. And so it's, a touch stuttery. It's it's stutterier when the game starts, and I don't know if that's like a server thing. It does seem to get better. It may be that it's like some adaptive video encoding algorithm that like has to tune itself. Um, or maybe it's like your ISP is just like widening the connection or so, who the fuck knows. Right. Um But it, it it definitely is like a little bit jerky and stuttery in the beginning. It, it's it's weird, though, because it's not like when you're playing a, a game on a PC that's just underpowered and you, you get dropped frames. Mm -hmm. It's it's as if um, 
You ever watch like a music video or something and they like intentionally add stutter to it and you're not sure whether it's your internet connection or whether it's the video itself? Well, this yeah. reminds me of like uh, the new Spider-Man game, like that one suit, Bren, you mentioned like the Spider-Verse the suit. Spider -verse. They, yeah. they like purposefully drop frames to like give it that aesthetic of like the animated quality and it, it works really well. Yeah, it almost feels like that, but it's like not. It, it is just like them <laughs> dropping it frames. But not. <laughs> definitely not intentional yeah right. and it's it's not super regular and again it go, it seems to go away and like maybe that's just my weird internet connection where i am physically in the world who the fuck knows it, it, in any case it's a it's annoying <laughs> oh for sure um i tried out the first game i tried out was the hide and seek game and i was just utterly baffled um oh is that a hello neighbor yeah oh uh, i want to check that one out it, it's like it's completely inexplicable the controls are not explained at all and there's lots of them um yeah it's the, like dead by daylight but like kids sneaking into a neighbor's house i have no idea what i'm supposed to be doing in that game and there's <laughs> there's no instructions there's no dialogue it is it completely inscrutable uh, yeah there's no there's, tool tips it's especially for like an online uh multiplayer i talked about this with the don't starve together where it's like oh this is a multiplayer version which means they assume you already played the first one and don't tell you any of the controls. And Hello Neighbor might be like a similar thing because I know there's like variants of it. Yeah, here you go. Hello Neighbor and Hello Neighbor Hide and Seek. So it might be like, ah, yeah, oh, we assumed you seek. played the first one because why else yeah, would you I play have... the se sequel? Right. <laughs> because they didn't fucking put the original on Google Stadia. And here I am with my fucking pants down trying to play this goddamn <laughs> game. Um. So I, I gave up after like 10 minutes um, of just fucking through the like first level, I guess. Um, I, it's hard to even call it a level. I don't know what it is. I literally have no idea what I'm doing. Um, the second game that I tried was uh, Hitman because I've watched a lot of people stream it online. I've never played it myself. Hell yeah. Um, I understand the premise. I understand what to do. <laughs> kill so, people. <laughs> yeah, what? kill people creatively, right? Like how, how hard could it be? Well, it turns out that Kinda just hard. getting the game started proved more than my patience was willing to take. So... <laughs> I like opened the game and it it does this whole thing where it's starting and setting up and then it like crashed, but like it didn't crash in a way that I would expect. It just popped up and it said, all of your save data has been corrupted. I was like, I've never <laughs> run this game before. God damn it. I've never opened this. this Welcome to Hitman. It's gone. Time. It's all gone. Yeah. It's ruined. Deleted. And what? I was like, if you want to just clear out that save data, like be my guest, you know? Right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm new here. So I pressed the button and like, the menus are just inscrutable. It seems like th there's like showing text that's like uh, flashing through like it's a like a trailer or something, but it's like being flashed through faster than I can physically read it. Um, and then it finally got to the menu and like the main menu. And I couldn't understand like which one was the campaign. And there's like DLC that it wanted me to buy, but you can't buy the DLC. Um, it, I, why? <laughs> like... For all of the fucking effort that Google went into, went through to like put this system into the world, there's like 10 games. And as far as I can tell, like none of them are very good. <laughs> and I just don't, I can't understand how we got here yeah explains like, why they're giving them out for free for sure to like <laughs> honestly god like if they had minecraft on it i would play minecraft on it oh, fuck god. it it's, it's easier than me having to like start it up on my computer and fuck around with java or whatever right you know if they had um tabs if they had 
foundation like all the games i'm currently interested in or like watching people play or whatever like great i would love that you know make a deal with steam right steam tried to do this fucking bullshit with their own goddamn weird console thing and they failed say like hey steam we know that you've got like technology for days to make like mac games run on linux or whatever like make your shit run on the cloud and make it work with our controller please we'll pay you oodles of money like here's a billion dollars have fun I, I just can't get how they've got this great integration with like YouTube gaming for live streaming. Well, I guess it's not YouTube gaming because that doesn't really exist anymore. Does it? <laughs> no. Or does it? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't think so. They've got like if this does, elaborate system. They have a button on the controller for taking screenshots, which you can share. And it's like, you can play the games on a laptop or on your Android phone or on a tablet or on your TV screen. You can like pause the game on one screen and pick it up on another. It's like, all this really cool stuff that should exist, right? Like this just should be a thing. You should be able to like pause a game on your Xbox and bring it up on your computer and like finish playing there with your keyboard and mouse. But the, there's no fucking games. So I just really don't understand how Google like it, it's as if Google was like, we're going to build our own Netflix and then forgot to add movies. It's like, OK, well, <laughs> I I just I just don't get it. Yeah, um, they didn't do a good job advertising it either. Me and Bren were both like, oh, yeah, that thing we heard about thing. years ago. And we've talked about it on the show, but we barely understood it then. At least you have one physically and we can get your feedback on it. But, yeah, it doesn't sound like it's anything worthwhile. So this this list that you just sent, Bren, is yeah, lots of games. This is, this is not – unless there's, like, lots of games here where um, it just hasn't come out yet – uh, I I don't believe this because they don't even they don't even have pagination on the page where you can get games. There's no search. They haven't even added search because there's so few games that you physically cannot like. You can scroll through all of them in like less than ten seconds. I I don't know where they're coming up with all of these fucking titles. I mean, this might be like a list of games and developers that agreed to be on Stadia, like at some point, and they haven't been added to the game because yeah, or added to the system yet. Because yeah, this is like this is a good chunk of what 147 titles. I've I've seen the Steam World ones. I have not seen Super Hot. If Super Hot was there, I would have downloaded it at this point. Um, well, it sounds Baldur's like they got to fix their user I interface. Seen Tom Shit. Clancy, Tomb Raider, Uno, Wavebreak, Watch Dogs. Uno. Oh boy! Like even WWE 2K Battlegrounds, I would download that as, for a good laugh. <laughs> just, to, just to see, <laughs> right? You know, like all these Assassin's Creed games, are they even available? TBA, it's, like why? Who fucking cares? Them, yeah. They do have Borderlands Three and like potentially a bunch of other Borderlands content. I think I did see Destiny Two, but I also feel like it wasn't available when I tried to to do it. Hmm. Um, Damn. It's just it's just a mystery. Um I really I really wish they'd get their shit together. I would I would fucking put the games that I've made, fucking superior Marco cousins. Like slap that <laughs> shit. Oh, I did see Hotline Miami though. That is one game that I did see and I was like, do I want to play Hotline Miami? And I was like, Yes, you do. They're fantastic well, games. It's a game from 2013. Am I really gonna like take the time to like revisit this game in the year 2020 on fucking Google Stadia of all fucking consoles? What other choice do you have? Right? That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, might as well. It's it's a very good game. I feel like I want to revisit that one soon. If I was gonna want to revisit, it, I would play it on my laptop or on on my iMac or something. Like, something I, that why works. would I play that game in particular? Th- I'm gonna play it on the console, you know, quote unquote console that drops frames. That game, <laughs> the one that needs speed and accuracy right 
Yeah, I I just. It, I, really I mean, don't know. where's fucking City Skylines? Go fucking call up the EA people and be like, "Hey, remember when you threw SimCity Five in the fucking garbage? Just sell it to us. Sell it to Google and just let us put it on the TV." <laughs> like, how is this such a problem? I I really don't get it. Fastest baby, City Skylines. Never, never let them live that one. I down. fucking love City Skylines. It is like <laughs> the most inexplicable paradox game out there, and it's just so much fun. The game is so broken later on, but, like, that's the whole point of a city builder. Like, you get to the point where you've got this super fucking megalopolis with, like, seven subways and, like, you know, buildings are burning down left, right, and center because all your fire trucks are stuck in traffic. Like, it's (laughs) It's glorious. And then you can gussy it up with all sorts of, like, trees and, like, park benches and shit. It's it's amazing. I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure I have that game for free in my PlayStation library, so I might have to download that. On my PlayStation 5, it arrived. That's something I'm excited to talk about soon. But also, before we go down that rabbit hole, uh, we are streaming the episodes live on Twitch every now and then, so this is one of them, and I wanted to let you guys know that Dubs has been hanging out. He's got a head out though but he was saying earlier when we were talking about like oh can streamers stream in 4k he says this guy co carnage was streaming in oh, yeah. 6k and that he at least he was trying 8k but it was getting some lag and i'm like well that's understandable <laughs> a little lag. but uh yeah one of the shout out dubs he was an almost better than dragons veteran from season one and might have been on like a guest episode in season two so yeah thanks for hanging dubs and you guys are more than welcome to hang out with us when we do live streams uh the listener that is uh twitch.tv slash <laughs> Not silence if you want to do that no you guys aren't allowed we, to we <laughs> tune in chat. while we're <laughs> while we're doing the podcast live but uh that's the thing i did get the playstation 5 it arrived it's an absolute unit it's fucking enormous like i i remember people Big saying it's huge but like no this thing's just fucking obnoxious but i love the thing it's so good it's so speedy uh that's the thing. I re- was reading some threads where people are talking about like, oh, remember when uh, the difference in consoles was actually like a big difference, like going from PlayStation 1 to PlayStation 2? I'm thinking to myself, people are underestimating this jump because uh, the controller technology alone and the, the speed of the like load times and everything, it's just an amazing system. I feel like I never want to go back. I'm so glad to be on this next gen. I was never that person to own this shit. Like on launch day so i'm just super excited to be a part of this uh crew of people that have access to them and that's the thing i don't even have that many games for it that's the problem with uh being that early into it uh there's only like i want to say like five titles out there that even interest me and i did get bug snacks for free and the game uh, and the system comes loaded with a game called astro's playroom and that's basically like a PlayStation, a exactly, a tech demo, but it's, like, also a full game, like, it's very much like a Mario-style collect-a-thon, where you go around every world collecting puzzle pieces and, uh, memorabilia artifacts, which are, like, these, uh, PlayStation consoles, uh, the memory cards, the different controllers and stuff, and as you collect them, you put them all in this one area called the Labo, which is, it's very reminiscent of, like, the museum in Animal Crossing, like, you get all the different, uh, fossils and stuff, and then you get to see them all in one place. Uh, in the Labo section of this game, you get to see all the different consoles and stuff, and there's, like, trophies if you go, like, jump on, like, the open disc button on the PlayStation 1, so I ended up going around doing all the trophies got the platinum trophy for that game uh the only one i struggled with was uh one for like speed running there's eight different worlds where you can do a speed run and i think this the trophy is you have to have a collective 
time of under seven minutes. So if you do the math, you need to have a score of 50 seconds or less in all eight of those speedrun maps. And that was pretty challenging, but I did pull it off surprisingly. And that's, that's the cool thing about this little Astro's Playroom game. It, it is very much like a, a tech demo because it, it showcases all the different things you can do with this new technology in the controller. Like, uh, if in this one part of the game, you're in a monkey suit climbing and as you're climbing, there's like certain rocks that are like obviously damaged. So as you go to grab a damaged rock, you have to be very light on the trigger of the controller or else it'll break the rock. So, like, there's different things like that that they're putting to use. Uh, again, just like the PlayStation 4, they have that touchpad on the center. I feel like that's a little bit more responsive. And, yeah, the vibration, like, throughout the whole thing is just, like, I feel like when you see, like, an audience, uh, a crowd of people, like, do the wave, you, you could probably do the wave with, like, a vibration across the entire controller. Like, it's very impressive, the, uh, the controller technology. So, I'm just having a blast playing PlayStation 5 and just, uh, playing a lot of bug snacks, too. That's the game I remember Bren brought up being like, is this, like, the, they're too far removed from reality and just play like, hey, fellow kids, this is, like, a cool game. It actually is, like, fun and fine. I feel like it's good for kids, maybe. It's, uh, definitely, I feel like stoners could have fun playing this game, too. It's just, like, one of these games where it's essentially Pokemon Snap, but replace the Pokemon with these creatures called Bug Snacks, which they're edible, and you can, like, feed them to the various villagers. These, instead of humans, they're called Grumpuses. Yeah, you eat these little sentient Pokemon, and then as you eat them, it, like, replaces a body part of yours with them. So it's very strange. Like, every time I, like, feed these Grumpuses bug snacks, like, I'm making these total abomination creatures. But it also, I guess, gives you that flexibility to make, like, cool ones if you collect the right bug snacks and know how it's going to look on them. I don't know. It, it, to me right now, it just seems very goofy. But uh, I'm I'm definitely having fun with it. There's no denying that. I, I get that they needed, like, a gimmick of, like... They're they're food animals. How do we incorporate that? Well, if you eat them, you can change into them. You can have a curly fry hand and exactly. Feet. But like every single, I don't. I'm not calling them what that word is. Grumpuses. They're, they're yeah. muppets. They're just yeah. fucking muppets from Sesame Street. <laughs> That's fair. I like that better. Every single one of them that ever like. The standard one when they like, haven't eaten any bug snacks. It's like, yeah, it's a Muppet. We all know what those are. Like, that's fine. And then the second you give them a bug snack and part of them changes it into that food, they just start looking mm. like these unholy abominations where, like... They are bizarre. Even, uh, even like, Cronenberg-esque stuff aside, it's just like, you're just not pleasing to look at. You're at just such all. a mishmash of patterns and shapes that just don't flow well. And, like... I don't think that ever changes with no matter what food you give them. Like no matter what, even if you match all the food together, they're all fruits. They're all, you know, strawberries and bananas and like grapes. Or they all are the same red colored fruit or whatever. Like I think no matter what happens, it's going to look like this awful creature. Well, and yes. Like, why would I want to look at this for the next you know, 20 hours in game? Well, there's also this character, Befica. All the names are ridiculous, too. Philbo, Befica, uh, Grumble or Gramble. I forget. But regardless, Befica. Yeah, I think it's Gramble. Uh, Befica's this little, like, snooty bitch that's, like, trying to get the, the scoop on everybody and then use it against them. And I feel like I un, like, intentionally did a quest for her where I got, like, some, uh, information about this one guy. And then, uh, like, 
his wife is no longer in the town and he basically set up a cactus that looks like his wife and I feel bad that I ended up giving her that information. I was just following a quest line. Regardless, she's sh- she really sucks and sh- she says her favorite bug snacks is uh, this one called Weenie Worm, which is basically like a hot dog. So I've completely farmed as many Weenie Worms as I could and I fed her nothing but Weenie Worms and now like her arms, legs – and nose and teeth are all just hot dogs, and it's very bizarre. And yeah, she's wearing hot dog as a hat, and her horns are hot dogs. So this is I feel the like worst thing I've ever heard. It is. I feel like it was. It's, it's punishment to Befica for being such a shithead. I'm like, now you are what you love so much. But you are what you eat. Exactly. Um. So yeah, Bug Snacks. It's a pretty cool game. I do intend on playing it uh, to completion. The whole premise for anybody that doesn't know is like you're a reporter premise. going to the. Uh, to an unknown land where like this uh, lady Lizbert went and you have to go get an interview with her and uh, she's missing. So you're trying to put pieces together to try to figure out what happened to Lizbert. So that's where I'm at with it. But yeah, overall having a lot of fun and do intend on playing that. So you're trying to find the Jane Goodall of bug snacks. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, how about you, Bren? What have you been playing since the last time we talked? Are you not playing Demon Souls? I not yet. Okay, so the reason being there is my birthday is coming up, and I know that that's something I have on my list. So I have a feeling in a week or two here, I will be talking about Demon Souls. Uh, that is, I'm just like itching to play that because that is going to like actually put the PlayStation Five to the test with like the graphical capabilities and stuff. And it's up on my 4K TV. I'm excited for some uh, Demon Souls. I watched some gameplay footage, and oh man, like the fire animations and everything—it's just breathtaking. I know we also got a uh, Cyberpunk 2077 coming out in like two weeks. Hell so yeah. That'll really push it, uh, the console to the limit and test it all out. Agreed. So, because um, I mean, I, I don't know, I probably will get it for the PC, but even my PC, it's like, yeah, I'll probably handle it, but I doubt it, you know, it'll be on that great of settings, but the PS5 should be able to push it to like the highest settings. At least that's what they've been advertising it, so. Yeah. You'll be able to test that out. Uh, me, I haven't played shit. Like, I'm gonna be real. <laughs> I was gonna let That's it just go for the mobile games because I haven't played. I don't think anything since last week. Oh, don't so. sweat it. Then, then we can maybe move right into show topics if that's the case. Uh, how about Bass? Is there anything you want to talk about maybe before we go into show topics? Any Pinecast updates? Um, you well, since the last time I've been on the show, uh, which I, I realize has been a very long time, so a lot has happened but the most notable thing that's happened is uh there's a new dashboard yeah Um, it's slick the the whole the whole dashboard has been uh i i I hesitate to say rewritten um but definitely redesigned and uh i've gone through pretty much everything at this point with a fine tooth comb and cleaned things up and got things into a, a, a good steady state um one of the things that has been bothering me, had been bothering me for a very long time is, uh, and you can read about this in the blog post that I put up, blog.pinecast.com. Pinecast hasn't changed since I started it. <laughs> like, back when it was fucking Podmaster hosting, um, like <laughs> oh, it, it had a different look and feel. It actually looked then a little bit more like what it looks like today. Um, yeah. But right around the time that it got the name Pinecast, a, a buddy of mine at... Uh, my my day job um, sent me a Photoshop PSD file with uh, a design. He's like, hey, use this for your website. And it was like many times better than anything that I could ever come up with. 
Um, it was slick and clean and simple. And at the time, I didn't have a lot of features. And so everything fit really well. Um, it had a lot of good ideas. And that was it. That, that was all I had. Um, and the thing is, it was only a design for that one page. Um, I didn't have a design for the list of podcasts. There was nothing for networks. Um, and so everything was just sort of like taking that one page and adapting it to the whole rest of the site. Um, and then as things like the tip jar came along, I didn't have a design for those. And those were like these weird one-off pages, the site builder again, like I didn't have a design for that. And so everything has felt very disparate and, and very bespoke. Um, and as I've added more and more features and tacked more and more stuff onto the product, you know, it's just gotten way too confusing. You know, certain pages had like three or four levels of tabs to, to drill down into to get to the setting that you needed. And that's just untenable, right? Like, right. how am I supposed to explain to somebody, go to the settings page and then uh, tip jar and then subscriptions and then you'll find a setting. It's like, come on. <laughs> so <laughs> No one wants that. Yeah, nobody wants it. And it, frankly, it's just, it's just too confusing. So, uh, and then on top of that, I, I had maybe this is like a, a very conceited sort of thing to say, but like I had the first person tell me that they were churning because they didn't like the interface. And I had this moment of like, well, fuck you. Prove <laughs> me <Right>? um, <laughs> wrong. One guy. Yeah. I was like, no, my interface is great. And then, I, and, and then like I had this moment of clarity where I was like, no, my interface is not great. <laughs> and I was like, I can deeply respect where this guy is coming from, you know? And I, went through this exercise of going and signing up for all of the services that I think of as serious competitors to Pinecast and signing up, starting a podcast, filling out all the information, basically getting it to the point where like you'd be able to publish it somewhere and just taking screenshots of everything along the way. And I put this all into a giant notion notebook. Um, and the thing that struck me is how much effort many of these services have put into polish and uh, just like UI hygiene over the last two to three years. Um, when I first checked out transmission or uh, transistor, um, okay. it, it was, it was fine. Uh, <laughs> the, the service, not the game. I, I've never ah, played the game. Right. Um, <laughs> they had a deodorant on their scroll bars. Um, Transistor FM, like a bunch of great guys. Uh, they're Canadian. Um, they make an awesome product. In my opinion, it's a little bit limited, but it looks fucking good. Um, and when you sign up, even though it doesn't have a lot of stuff, it feels like there's a lot of stuff and it feels like there's a lot of options and it feels like there's a lot of features. And it, it's like that feeling that you got when you first started using like one of these fucking, quote unquote, web 2.0 websites back in like 2004, where you're like, wow, Google Maps, you know, I can just like click and drag around and it. It feels like there's more to it than than there is. Um, and so I started planning and I was like, am I going to hire a designer? Am I going to hire like a, a, a marketing firm? Um, and I needed an excuse to start playing with Figma anyway. And I was like, what better a reason to start learning a new piece of software than like, coming up with a prototype to prepare me for hiring a designer to actually build this thing for me. So I started a Figma. I started plugging things into the Figma, um, coming up with like a very loose design. One thing that I wanted to do is make it um, sidebar based instead of tabs, horizontal tabs. 
the worst problem that I had encountered, which was the most limiting thing, and this has actually held up product launches. I physically didn't have a place to put the link to the feature. Um, on the podcast dashboard, if you remember, there's that bl- horizontal blue bar with tabs on it. Mm-hmm. And on desktop, at certain screen sizes, that bar was completely filled with text. There's, uh-huh. you know, like 12 pixels of spacing between each of the tabs, and that was it. And I, I physically could not fit more stuff there. And so I could not launch more products because where am I going to fucking put them? It got to the point where I had to combine feedback and uh, review monitoring into a single tab called feedback and reviews. And then within that have tabs for feedback and reviews. <laughs> and I, it was just so annoying and it looked like shit. And so I said, we're going to do it vertically stacked tabs um, uh, in a sidebar it's going to look better. Each of them is going to have their own URLs finally. So I can just link people to those individual tabs. Um, and I'm going to come up with a single design language with these nice white cards with a blue border. Um, the apps tab, just like a royal mess. Rewrote that into the what's now the distribution tab. It looks great. It's got lots of nice iconography and more information. Um, it's, it's organized like an actual human being. Uh, spend some time trying to make it useful. (laughs) Um, And like a lot of this is in support of like folks that had just signed up that had no idea what they were doing, um, getting them to be able to like get to the point where their, their show is submitted to Apple or or Google or whatever. Um, And part of it is just like for the folks that were using Pinecast already, like giving them an experience that didn't suck. Um, And so to that end, whoa, I don't know what's happening. We just had something good happen. <laughs> Starbeard subscribed. What's up, dude? Thanks for the hey, sub. Uh, <laughs> You're the best, Starbeard. Uh, but no, we're talking about uh, Pinecast, the podcast hosting service that we use to host our podcast, which was designed and created by Matt Basta himself, our co-host. Uh, but yeah, thanks for the Pinecast update and thanks for the sub, Starbeard. Yep. You're the best. Uh, but let's also, let's transition to some, uh, news topics going on in the gaming community. Bren, uh, you've been posting some stuff in the show topics. You want to start this off? Sure. Um, this might be more personal for me, but Shadow Complex has, uh, gotten remastered and put on PS5. Shadow Complex? What, what, what's this? It's, uh, Metroidvania, like, side-scroller. And, uh, who are they by? It was by Chair, uh, Studios? Or, uh... Uh, company, what's the name? Uh, they've done like a lot of other stuff. Uh, Unreal Engine, no. Um, but it's, I would say, came up uh, 360, so it's best. Of speaking of old games, like, why would I want to play anything from 2013? That's disgusting. Get it away from me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it actually came out in 20, uh, 2009. So it's an older one. Chair Entertainment, that's right. Um, Are you going to play it on Stadia? Yeah, yeah, I play on Stadia. They also did okay. Infinity Blade, if we go real back. Um, but I would say Shadow Complex is one of the best Metroidvania games I've ever played. It's just incredibly well done. It's the story is you're just like a dude who finds like a secret CIA base or like a secret, you know, underground conspiracy, uh, sort of base and just fight your way through and stop them. Um, so it's not complex to understand, but it's just like streamlined as shit and just very well done in every regard. So I thought it was cool to see them still working to bring that over and still updating that. Totally. No, that's exciting to hear. Uh, what else? Uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity came out uh, recently. That's oh, the yeah. new Dynasty Warriors-esque game with uh, Zelda characters, specifically Breath of the Wild ones. Are you going to get this one? 
No, God, no. I, no? Haven't, even, I haven't even beaten Hyrule Warriors. I haven't unlocked, like, half the characters in that game. That's There's just too much. So I'm just like... Breath of the Wild's fun, but there's nothing in it that makes me want to buy another game with all those characters. I'm like, hey, remember all these characters that were dead before you even started the game? Don't you want to play more with them? It's like, no. I don't know. I don't know, who, I don't know these people. I don't know this man. So... I, there's nothing really selling it for me, but uh, gotcha. It seems like people are getting into it, and you know, it's a dicey words game. You know exactly what it is. Oh, for sure. So, as like, someone who um hasn't played recent Zelda games, yeah. um, is it the case that the the characters were like dead in the lore of Breath of the Wild, and then you got like flashbacks? Yeah. So what this is is you start Breath of the Wild, you wake up in like a cave. Uh, by yourself and it's like hey congrats link it's been like a thousand years and you've been in like a medical induced coma for that time mm-hmm. and everything's gone to shit in the meantime so go back and fix it and you find out like oh all my friends are dead <laughs> like everyone i've known as link is dead it's like cool um and then age of calamity is the prequel to that before link goes to sleep it's like so i'll say one thing that is a huge pet peeve of mine is playing a game where it's a prequel to another game. Yeah. And you know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Because it's the prequel. And so you don't know how it all turns out. And You're so, not going to win. Yeah. yeah it, it, you have this like fixed destiny that yeah. it, it, it's it's almost like a like a, an implicit spoiler. And I just don't right. care. Like yeah. I would just rather not play the game. Oh, yeah. man. There's a game that comes to mind. Uh, well, obviously, I love the Life is Strange franchise. And then the same kind of like notion was with Life is Strange before the storm. I was thinking to myself, well, we know Chloe's not going to die. <laughs> so I'm like, there's nothing like yes. that dramatic that can happen with her. But even still, it, it didn't prevent me from playing that game. And I actually might not. No, I don't love Before the Storm more than the original Life is Strange. But God damn it, I love Before the Storm. It's so worth it. Oh, I understand that, though, because that's the same problem I have with uh, uh, Rogue One, the Star Wars movie. Because it's like, ah, you find out how they got the information and how they gave it to Princess Leia to destroy the Star Exactly, like, yep. Well, I know what happened before it, and I know what happens right after it, so yep. why do I give a shit about these characters? And then this people little are like, oh, no, they die. It's like, yeah. Well, like, we, we knew fucking, this. We knew exactly. this going in. Like, it's not new. So, yeah, I, I kind of understand where you're coming from, Bastard, where it's like, yeah, like, we know how the game is going to end. It's, yeah, same with Rachel Amber. It's like, oh, don't want to get too attached. Yeah, all these characters are going to get uh, killed. Zelda's going to trap Ganon for 100 years in, like, this weird, like, crystal prison thing. And it's like, and then, like, wakes up 100 years later. Like, yeah, we know that's going to happen. But it's it's also uh, a Dynasty Warriors-esque game, or, like, a Musu game. So, don't think. Just button mash. Like, that's the game. If they don't, they don't expect you to pay too much attention, because... Dynasty Warriors is the same game they've released like 14 times so it's literally the same exact battles and like the same stuff over and over and over again just with different skins so like the demographic for this isn't one who are really thinking too hard about the plot so no they just love hack and slash it's all it is this is something to hold you over till Breath of the Wild 2 there you go yeah for sure um, one thing I want to throw out there is that uh, Fall Guys has sold 10 million copies on PC, not to mention all the free ones they had on PlayStation Store. Uh, so, and, and everyone jokes, like, I feel like it's a meme that people are like, this is a dead game. I'm like, no, people are still playing the shit out of this. I feel like Among Us fans, like, are competitive in the sense that, like, more people are playing Among Us than Fall Guys. My I'm bandwagon's like, bigger than your bandwagon. Exactly. It's like, who cares? <laughs> I think everyone's playing each game and it's fine. It's just not the, you know... 
talk of the town, the hot one at the moment. And it's like, yeah, that's what happens when you, you know, explode, explode with popularity out of nowhere. You're gonna, you know, fade to obscurity just as quick. It's not even obscurity. It's just not, you know, the front page of every website. Everyone's like, fucking Fall Guys, what's going on with these jelly beans? It's like nothing. It's a very simple game. It's the same thing over and over. It's like gang beasts with an optical course. They at least have the seasons going for them already. It's kind of surprising to me that I think season two is ending in like 16 days. So like, it's only like a month or so per season. So like, they're just flying through these seasons. And I guess with each season comes updates, new maps, maybe even new games. Like, yeah, they've added some new games. So I'm excited. One of the new maps that's my favorites is called the wall guys and you got to like climb a wall and oh god it's it's very challenging and very chaotic but yeah still haven't secured my second crown but as you level up in season two they give out crowns like it's candy so like there's like uh, i think if you yeah if you get like hit level 20 i think or something you get like three crowns level 25 they hand out like five crowns but it's all the currency so you can get the different like upgrades to your costumes and all that so having a lot of fun collecting all the colors and face plates and name tags and shit it it is pretty a, a game that still has my interests believe it or not i thought with the random dice bass i was talking about i thought the uh scaling up the difficulty of facing against opponents to get harder and then after like a month bringing it back down so it's easier was actually a planned incentive or planned strategy by the developers because you know if a game's too easy you get bored with it you move on but if it's a challenge you get you stuck with it you get determined to try and overcome it but then if it's too hard people get you know tired of it and then move on anyway so it's this uh like spike of difficulty for a set period of time that they recorded players like quitting and then they lowered again to keep you to it kind of like fall guys would do with um uh, stuff like that. Because I know Fall Guys is, uh, well, you can buy it on all these consoles, but then, yeah, they're giving it away free really early on, and it's got the in-game currency of, like, ah, you can get these skins, or you can just buy the skins. So, you know, even though it's a paid game, it still has those microtransaction sort of pay-to-win mentality to it of, like, or pay-to-customize, I guess, rather. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I wasn't sure if that random dice was doing that as well, of, like, ah, we've done, you know, studies, we've seen the data of, like, this is where our players fall off if it's too easy, and this is where they fall off if it's too hard. So you gotta do it in intervals and change it up a bit. But- so I'll say for random dice, um, one thing that's actually qu- quite impressive is that it's actually still under active development. They're still putting out updates that meaningfully change the game. Um, they just added a new boss like a week ago. Um, nice. I would say they are not doing studies. <laughs> so you're saying, um, is that too generous for them? Yeah, well, so they're definitely trying to like balance the game and do things to like make things harder and make other things easier. Um, but they also make a lot of missteps and then they try to like quickly correct them in like subsequent updates. You can tell that they'll like push out a big update and they're super proud of it. And then like two days later, they're like, oh, and here's an update that like undoes a bunch of those things. Oh, yeah. um, so. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> it's just a weird, weird game design for them. Yeah, a little. Uh, um, well, in other news, I was going to mention uh, PS5 news specifically. Obviously, we know there's an issue with people trying to get their hands on them during this holiday season and scalpers and everything. But this one particularly caught my eye. This motherfucker has a picture of of like I want to say 50 PlayStation 5s, maybe 40 of the 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 one that's really desired, the disc version and then maybe 10 of the like digital version and he posts on Twitter, "Fuck your feelings, digital costs 900, disc costs 1100, tap in." And if I'm not mistaken, this is the same person that 
posted also on social media a video of the truck dropping off like the 50 PlayStation 5s at their location. And I was just in some Twitter thread somewhere, but apparently I, this could just be all bullshit. But it seems like this guy got robbed because the internet was able to determine where he lived. And yeah, he's trying to be like a total badass being like, I got 50 of these things. I'm selling them for double the cost. I'm going to make bank. And then you end up getting a dose of karma where, yeah, someone just robs your house and you don't make any money and you just look like an asshole. I mean, yeah. I just don't understand folks like this. What's the plan, right? Like, you're going to get all these PS3s and you're going to scalp them. But, like, at what point did it not cross your mind that, like, maybe I should, like, rent a warehouse? Or, like, maybe I should, like, get a storage unit? (laughs) Right? Like, I'm going to put this in my fucking living room? Right. Too much thought for these guys. I, I just, like... The thought of me just putting, like, a bunch of PS5s in my apartment, like, even more than, like, three, is an astounding risk, right? Like, if I (laughs) bought even more than one PS5, I would go and update my renter's insurance to make sure it included that so that if I did get robbed, I wouldn't be out all that money. And then for people to, like, go and buy double-digit numbers of these things and do it as, like, sort of a business venture and then not put any thought at all into, like, risk management stock or security yeah security like you're just gonna put this in your fucking living room what happens if your apartment well, burns down your well, fucking dog pees on them right like well, you have no plan well here's the plan basta he's gonna get them all then he's gonna do uh shoot a video of it so he can of his all this stuff arriving at his house yep with all the landmarks around and post it online so people can trace back ah this guy's in ohio He's in this area. <laughs> I recognize that house. I'm going to break into this motherfucker's house and steal all shit. Yeah, so, exactly. That's he's dumb to begin with. Pretty much. And that's what I mean. These people are just shitheads, so maybe they're getting what is coming to them. Because I also know uh, I've read uh, stories where people are just taking the boxes of the PlayStation 5, filling it with like a, a bunch of rocks and boxes, and then, yeah, selling that as like a PlayStation 5. The person yeah. gets home, opens a box of rocks. This- this happens with literally anything that is desired and is, yeah. is yeah. low inventory. So anyone that falls for this shit of like, well, I really want a PS5. I guess I'm Let paying me buy $1,100 it from a for exactly. it. You're oh. also a fucking idiot. Stop exactly. being into this. That's, Just, what, that's why they keep doing this because it clearly keeps working. All right, Just well, wait then two weeks. I get a message from Pat Johnson, one of our only listeners, uh, and he was basically saying, uh, here's this tweet from this mom saying – Oh, does don't you feel bad as an adult for anyone that actually got their hands on a PlayStation 5 that you're taking that PlayStation 5 away from a child at Christmas? And no, I was just like, kid. I know, exactly. I was like, if it's so imperative for this child to play the latest generation, like, it's insane. They probably already have, like, a PlayStation 4 to hold them over. And someone like me that just happened to get lucky, like, I am a PlayStation 5, like, fan to the core. So, like, I did Platinum Astro's Playroom. Like, as I'm playing this game, like, getting, like, the PlayStation V and all these like weird little pieces of playstation uh memorabilia i was like it's (laughs) just it's it's it's, yeah here's the here's the thing that that stands out to me the most about that like if you're the the kind of person to say like oh you're taking this out of the hands of children what you're actually saying is you're taking it out of the hands of my children exactly my child i have to deal with the tantrum yes it it doesn't fucking matter lady like if if This isn't like this isn't that the government is putting out like a limited number of these things and your tax dollars are going yeah. towards this. No more. You're not entitled to a PlayStation 5. You're not entitled to the right to have this thing 
under your Christmas tree, right? Like we right. live in a capitalist society for better or worse. If you don't like it, go vote for Bernie Sanders, right? <laughs> what what <laughs> happens here is like, this is a private corporation making a limited number of devices so that they can maximize their profit. And if you don't like that, go write an angry letter to Sony and tell them to make more in time for Christmas. Which like, they're trying to, <laughs> which is another thing. I feel like there was a few more uh, Walmart stunts where people were trying to get them and the website crashed. That It does suck for anyone that gets it in sure. their car and it, and it doesn't work out i know what, it happened to this on air what does suck is when people are buying up 50 ps5s and scalping them because yes then this woman's complaint is valid you're taking them out from the christmas tree of these these kids be, so Agreed. that you can you know exact some form of arbitrage and and make a profit what's what's bullshit is when people are buying them because they want them so they can play them this is yes. literally the point of the device don't guilt you're me. not taking it out from the you know the hands of children it reminds me at the beginning of lockdown for quarantine this woman got on like next door or something saying people should stop buying up all of the sourdough starters because people actually make bread and use it to feed their families it's like excuse you <laughs> so i'm buying sourdough to wipe us, my ass yeah you're gonna tell us not to buy up yeast because these people are only recreational bakers and it's taking food out of the mouths of your kids are you telling me there's no other food in the entire world there's no other games that your children can be playing right <laughs> that's the thing oh my it's, God. it's a limited number currently because it just came out it's not like they'll never make any more ps5 exactly so when people are like i need this now for christmas my advice to you is fucking nut up tough titties get over yeah, it yeah it's like yeah i i didn't get the newest console as a kid uh, growing up it happens sometimes well know what you do you find the other 35 consoles out there and play one of those for one to like, hold it's you not over yeah that big of a deal it's just entertainment exactly and even as someone that owns a playstation 5 there's not that many games so just chill <laughs> it's gonna be fine um, yeah exactly so that's uh, and two more things i'll mention about uh playstation 5 for better or for worse there will not be a new kingdom hearts game for the console like planned at all at this point like the creator of kingdom hearts said like if it ever is gonna he's happen he's it's gonna be at the tail pants. end of this like generation and i'm like there's oh, no God. plan with that series though so, no not at all so like i said maybe that is for better uh and then this actually sucks to hear, and that so far I haven't encountered it yet, but I'm reading articles where both PS5 and the Xbox Series X are crashing games so hard that the consoles just shut the fuck off. Yeah. And that's not good because there's plenty of games that even say, like, oh, when you see this autosave, don't turn off the console because if Corrupt it shuts thing. off, it's going to corrupt your save data. And people, yep. I've even read an article where someone was playing through Demon Souls and, like, it did that, and now their save data is corrupt and they got to start all over again. Please don't do that to me, PlayStation 5. Like, I, I'm already going to be, like, having a tough time revisiting Demon Souls. Like, I don't need corrupt save data uh, He doesn't, doesn't want to play Astro's Playroom again. Yeah, no, God, please, no. No, the, actually, that was such a good game. I, I, not like it deserves to be in Game of the Year conversation, but I got to give him credit for, like, a little just, like, marketing stunt and a way to show off all the technology. That game was surprisingly good. Uh, but no, that that's just disconcerting to hear, and I'm worried about it. But so far, I know another friend of mine in Australia is playing his PlayStation 5, and I asked him. He hasn't encountered that just yet, and I'm pretty sure he's playing COD and Miles Morales, so like the more intensive games. But I'm going to have to keep my eye on that, and hopefully it's just... Uh, like it depends on the play, the console you got. Like I was hearing, it could also potentially be how they were stored in storage and everything. Uh, maybe that's something to do with it. I I'd hope the console was designed better than just being like, up. Oh, it was stored in a Walmart you know storehouse for a month too long, and now it's broken. Right. Yeah. I would hope. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. 
Uh, what else? Real quick. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Apparently it's getting a streamer mode now that will disable all copyrighted and licensed music because all the DMCA shit on Twitch is so bad. They're just Oh, like, yeah. All those licensed songs we paid so much fucking money for because licensing rights is a goddamn hellscape. Um, yeah, it's all gone now. We just took all that out for you because we want people to still stream the game and it's impossible to stream anything now. Well, did they leave it in for like a single player experience? But like if you're intending on streaming, it's a streamer mode. So options, you can turn it on and off. That's good. So talk about this for a minute. Like this, this Twitch drama, I'm sure you probably covered it in a previous episode. Just a little bit. You heard it. You listened to our episode. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. You heard calls. This is definitely what happens. Yeah, you listen to us all the time. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think it's really interesting that there's been such a failure in the end-to-end development process for games that it's come down to the point where there's DMCA notices filed against players on streaming services. Because th- think about how DMCA works, right? So the DMCA basically says... The copyright owner or a, a representative of the copyright owner, a legal representative, can file a notice with a platform like Twitch to say, I own the rights to this thing on your service. You must take it down. And then the streamer can file a, a, a counter notice to basically say, no, I actually have the rights to be using this or it's fair use or whatever um, and, and have it put back up. Now, Twitch, first of all, lacks that second piece. You can't file a counter notice, as far as I'm aware, on Twitch. It's just yeah. gone. That's like and YouTube so that can do that, but not Twitch, yeah. Yeah, and, and like, even in YouTube, it, it's, it's not great. It's bullshit. a mess. And it does, it, like, there's no actual human review. It, it's a whole thing. Yeah. I, I get it. They're very expensive to process. You need to put a physical human involved. And, like, when you have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands being processed every day, you, you can't. So, sure. But... Somebody had to file these notices to begin with, right? So somebody actually had to say, I am going to go and look for copyrighted usages of this music, of which I am the the legal representative of the copyright owner of, right? So let's say it is, you know, some music studio who licensed this music for a game. They have called up their lawyers to say, this game is using our music legally, But we don't want their players to be able to play the music on Twitch. So then the lawyers have gone and searched out these games specifically on Twitch to find usages of the music to file the DMCA notices. And so there's this chain of custody from the the legal copyright owner who is, say, a music studio or perhaps even a game studio to the, the publisher of the game to the player who purchased it to Twitch who is showing the stream of the game. And at no point did anybody during the development of the game say, maybe we want people to be streaming this, right? Maybe we want people to be playing this and showing other people that it's being played. The only thing that I can imagine, there's two scenarios here. It is either incompetence. Probably. Yeah, that's very realistic. Yeah, it's just like a bunch of bureaucrats sitting in a room with their thumbs up their asses that say like, this is an opportunity for us to make money. It will definitely not come back to bite us in the ass. Yeah. Or, what are consequences? I've never <laughs> heard of that word. It's it, it it's it's just sheer greed, right? Like these also that. It, it, it's it, yeah. I, I can't imagine a scenario where like this. You would go through this whole development process and then say, eh, 
Or, sorry, a, a third option. This is an attack on Twitch where these game developers, the game studios or, or the, the music companies are intentionally trying to put Twitch out of business. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I, be, I, I don't think it's that third option because of the first option. I think because of the incompetence of the people, I don't think they can plan that far out. That's why when people are like, ah, there's a shadow government. Like people are too stupid to do this. Like, it, uh, well, I mean, here's the thing. If you're, let's say you're on the EA, scale, right? Like yeah. EA, we can all agree is incompetent. Right. Um, and, and you're EA and you say, well, people watching streamers on Twitch aren't going to go out and buy our game because they're watching other people play it. So we want to get rid of Twitch. Right. So if you're EA, you're going to say, Hey, music studio that we license this music from go call your lawyers and have a field day. Well, that's the thing. We've seen uh, different sides of. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. It's uh, people believing that like you can't share stuff because you know they don't want you streaming something because then that's essentially pirating, where a bunch of people are getting the thing for free without having to pay for it. Like, and I'm like, that's the same argument of like you can't buy a game and then let your friend borrow it because then that company lost that money and that's essentially theft. And it's like they would argue that they would argue that in court that that is indeed theft and you're well, it's them it's money. been argued in court and yeah. It's it's not it's not strictly true, right? Like if you no, have a VHS and you lend a VHS to somebody, they can still play that VHS legally, right? Like yeah. there's a, a question of like whether you're making a copy of the game by installing it, but then there's a, a matter of license keys, and it's like okay, well if you lend a game to a friend and there's a license key, now if it's a game for a console or there is no notion of license keys, then either the console is protecting it by having a user account, right? With like Xbox Live or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you could only install it on one console at a time. Or it's it's one of these games where when you put it in the console, you're able to play it like an old N64 cartridge, right? You put the cartridge in. I can play the game while the cartridge is in, in the console. I pull the cartridge out. The console can no longer play the game because the cartridge is not physically in there. Yeah. Now, if that's the model, then you can't sue somebody for borrowing your the, the game. It's just not feasible it's not possible it's like loaning somebody a book you can't sue somebody for loaning a book or a vinyl record yep yeah but i mean we've seen this with both sides of the of different studios like uh cd project red who've noticed a drastic increase in sales of games after it's streamed by a very popular streamer or something Mm -hmm. like a lot of witcher so they're like oh we encourage streamers to play this game because we see a dramatic increase in like within the community and within sales of our game so we're enabling a streamer mode so that people can still play this game and we can still get those figures and then there's old uh, other people in game studios, a lot of executives higher up, who don't understand that. And all they see is, hey, one person bought this game and 5,000 people are watching this game for free. That's 5,000 you know, possible games we didn't sell. Fuck them. Take them down. And so there's both sides of that where like, there are some studios that encourage streaming and want to help them you know, because it is such a beneficial uh, marketing platform. Tactic. A marketing yeah. tactic. Yeah. And then there are other studios who just don't understand that, and they just see this as lost profit. Everyone viewing this game mm-hmm. right now is someone that didn't buy it and that cost us money. So there's different people who are, yes, either trying to take down streamers for, uh, specifically for stuff like that, or who are trying to help them, and it's just very unfortunate. Like, Tony Hawk, it came out, and everyone's like, fuck yeah, Tony Hawk, let's play the remaster. You had to mute all of the in-game music, mm-hmm. or else you would have gotten your ass slapped by a DMCA. And there are people who are straight up banned from the platform entirely of Twitch because they've got notices and Twitch's emails are so garbage that they were just being filtered out into the spam folder for almost everybody. And people were just like, I don't know what happened. One day I was on Twitch and the next day I'm banned for life and stuff like this. So like people's entire channels are being destroyed and deleted left and right because yeah, Twitch 
didn't buy a licensing agreement for those uh, songs he used. Uh, they fucked themselves over again with the karaoke stuff. Um, their new so- system they're building, I think, also had a licensed song in it. So they fucked up on multiple levels. And then, because they didn't plan for any of this, all of their shit's automated and there's no... Like we said with YouTube, it's not great, but there's still at least a debate of like someone will review a case. Twitch is just purely automated and there's not even a possibility of like the streamer might be in the right in this. It's just like there's too many claims, there's too many people, there's too many streamers, everyone's getting a slap on the ass and we're done. And like mm-hmm. Twitch is like panicking, and, you know, the building's on fire and they're freaking out because they just have to keep up with this because it's, it's gone so far uh, before they actually got hit with the consequences that now when they finally do, it's real bad for them. Yeah, so. it's a fucking mess right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have the jingle for Brendan's Conspiracy Theory Corner, but we what? don't have Basta's Conspiracy Theory Corner. No. You're the one saying they're trying to do this intentionally to bring down Twitch. But no, that's the thing. Uh, we'll have to revisit this and see what goes on in the community. It's it's still an ongoing thing. I will say one real quick thing. Speaking of dumpster fires. Um, oh, so our if, show? Yes. Uh COVID and it's shit not happening and all that. Uh, understandably, a lot of like fighting game tournaments are canceled. Uh, Super Smash Brothers is a bit. I mean, people argue if it's a fighting game, we won't get into that. Uh, but there's big tournaments for Smash Brothers. One of them is the Big House Ten, which is probably one of the biggest Smash Brothers tournaments uh, in the world. Um, because they can't have an in-person fighting game tournament, they have to do it all online. But because Super Smash Brothers netcode is so garbage, like objectively horrible. Splatoon 2's not bad, Splatoon 1's Netcode's not bad, Smash Brothers, horrendous. Um, they can't actually play the game online. So what they did is they got this thing called Slippy, which is an unofficial software that helps stabilize the netcode and kind of rolls it back to Smash Brothers Melee's netcode, like earlier versions of the games, like that have a more stable netcode. Um, so they were going to use that to host the big House 10 tournament online so they could still have it. Yeah. Nintendo found that out and gave them a cease and desist because it's an unofficial software. And now the Damn. whole tournament shut down because Nintendo's product's so shitty, they can't actually play online. That sucks ass. <laughs> yeah. So that's one that's just like, wow, like you could have you could have had that tournament Nintendo if your product was better, and yet you went what, three more games into the franchise knowing it was a shitty online system and just kept leaning into that? Yeah. That's a bummer so, to hear. Yeah, I was really surprised to see it. I mean, I'm not surprised, but it's just like, wow, fucking really? Typical for us to end on a bummer. Let's wrap this yeah. episode up and uh, do some plugs. Matt Bass, it's been a minute since we've heard from you. We'll have to have you back on again soon. Where can our listeners find you on the internet if you want them to find them? Or uh, do you just want to plug some Pinecast? Uh, I don't even know if I want to plug Pinecast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. This is a real bummer episode. Um, Actually, uh... Six days from when you're hearing this episode, uh, November 29th through December 3rd, um, there is going to be a virtual podcast conference called Indie Pods United. Oh, wow. Um, Pinecast is the sponsor uh, of of the conference. Um, Yeah. Well, one of the sponsors, I should say. Um, (laughs) The sole sponsor. It's our (laughs) conference now. The tickets uh, are up to $40, um, so it's not super expensive. It's going to be online. Um, I will be making a, a brief appearance uh, during one of the sessions. Um, search online for IndiePods United Virtual Summit. Check it out. Um, see if it's something that interests you. Uh, I'm excited for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff planned. 
Yeah, listener, please check that one out. Uh, nice. Bren, you have another podcast. Let's hear about that. Yep, you can find me at uh, Twitter, APTS Brendan, and yeah, it's mostly me just retweeting the other podcast, Are We There Yet?, where we watch three episodes or a movie of an anime, and then break down and decide if it's a good one. Uh, <laughs> chances are it's probably not. It is anime, after all, but... Fair yeah, enough. Getting a lot of episodes for the holiday season. Turns out, not a lot of Christmas anime. <laughs> oh, that's thought? a bummer. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, though, I guess. There's like one episode, but it's like episode 27 out of like 50 run-ups, and we're not going to jump in at episode 27. Ah, uh, is there a diehard anime? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but- uh maybe. We'll <laughs> Listener, if you like our show, please give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable at all the places. ABT Silence is our handle. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch especially. Twitch.tv slash ABT Silence is where we're streaming the episodes live every now and then. We're doing it right now. In fact, I want to shout out Dubs has returned and Starbeard in the chat. You guys are the best. Thanks for the resub, Starbeard. Uh, but yeah, listener, if you want to be hanging out in the chat, uh, maybe get some of your chat read on air while we're hanging out, uh, head over to twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. Give us a follow and keep us in your notifications to see when we go live. Mainly, though, I'm streaming a variety of games over there. Like I said, I just got the PS5, so we're going to be playing some Bug Snacks, uh, finishing up some Hollow Knight, and I do want to get my hands on Demon Souls eventually. We'll see if that happens sooner than later. But I also have a record label. It's MissedOutRecords.com if you want to see what vinyl and cassettes are available for sale there. Uh, But that's going to do it for this week. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next time. See you guys. Love you.